Hello and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with your host Q Chun. And on this episode, it's going to be really cool because we're going to be learning different techniques for cultivating emotional intelligence. So if you're interested, let's go. Hello and yes, welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with your host Q Chun. And the first thing that I gotta say. I don't know. Like I mentioned before, the last two weeks have been incredibly crazy. So I made a mistake and I actually scheduled this one for the day after. So <laughs> apologies for that. For that, it should be always on a Wednesday. And this time uh, you're going to be listening to this on a Thursday. Anyway, uh, last week we talked a lot about emotional intelligence and what it is, uh, how to define it, how to uh, unveil the power of this intelligence, even though even even still nowadays we're just focusing on academics mostly. And this is something that I mentioned on the last episode that I spoke to my principal too. Like a lot of us, you know, we put a lot of effort onto our kids, onto our children. If you are a teacher, onto your students, uh, pupils, whatever, we put a lot of pressure onto them without really teaching them how to self-reflect on their emotions and at the same time, how to manage them. Because there are many times, like I've mentioned before, you know, we tag or label some of these emotions as negative, whereas they're not negative, okay? Like being angry, it's an emotion. It's something that we all go through. You know, being frustrated, being anxious, nervous and all of that. We don't want to get rid of those emotions. We want to be able to harness them, understand them and deal with them in a positive manner. So for this episode, like I mentioned before, I think this is the first time I'm going to do like a, a four parts for a whole topic which is emotional intelligence because the first one we just talked about what it is and what are some of the benefits or what or what does it basically mean and what are some of the benefits that you can get from learning or applying emotional intelligence on a daily basis but on this one uh, we're going to be talking mostly about techniques for cultivating emotional intelligence I think this is going this is like the one of the kind of episodes that a lot of people are looking for. Uh, all of us usually want this, you know, not a quick fix, but we're going through something and we want that thing that is going to be able to help us erase or just remove whatever negative feeling that we're going through. You know, and sometimes if we don't practice self-awareness, like the worst thing that can happen is we can, you know, go all the way on to depression and then uh, severe depression. And something that a lot of us, you know, go through is being a highly functional, severe, depressed person, which is, you know, the worst of the worst. And we don't want anybody to experience something like this. So... Going into the techniques that not only educators, but also caregivers or just yourself uh, can use to foster emotional intelligence, they're, they're crucial. It is very important to understand that the techniques that I'm going to talk about is not only for your kids, they're not only for 
teachers or principals, vice principals and all that. This is also for you. So it is time for us to put on the mask, you know, but the mask that takes care of ourselves. Many times we're always thinking about others and what others think about us. And we put on a, a mask, even though we have a bunch of masks, we put that mask that block basically the true inner beauty that we all have. So this time for emotional intelligence, forget everything, you know, and put on that mask of self-love, you know, and that you are accepting yourself and you're going to try something new or let's rephrase that. We're going to try something new because if we do want to help others, the first thing that we got to do, yep, yep, you know it, is help ourselves. So a prime strategy is teaching emotional vocabulary. So by encouraging ourselves to articulate our own feelings with words, um, we're going to be enabling a better understanding and a better way to communicate our emotions. So if you have a partner or a best friend or you don't have anybody, but you have your mom or your dad or you have a, a brother or sister, cousins or whatever, find someone that you really, really trust and try this out. Or if not, hold it. You know, we're going to be talking about, you know, the people who are a little bit embarrassed or shy to share their own feelings. Uh, we're going to also talk about cer certain techniques that people that are shy can use. So also, additionally, mindfulness practices, and we talked about this before, like deep breathing and guided imagery can help us regulate our emotions and enhance self-awareness. So often, more often than not, what happens is something negative happened and we're just going on and on and on about that. And we're creating scenarios in which we have the perfect comeback to whatever they're going to say, right? And then you're expecting that to be said to you. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to have this perfect comeback when this person says this to me and then you just go. Right. But what is mainly going to happen is you are having these fights, these scenarios, and you're playing these scenarios in your head that are, will never happen. You know, and if if, you know, this certain person says that thing that triggered you, most likely you are not going to say whatever you thought you were going to say, because, you know, there's people around you and all that. and You don't know how it's going to escalate. So instead of. You know, spending your energy on the on these negative thoughts and, you know, also things that don't really matter because you're just making this making things up and you're just wasting your time. So instead of wasting your time, help yourself with guided imagery, something that, you know, you would like to pursue, something that you would like to do. Like sometimes it happens to me, you know, all the time I'm running and instead of being able to clear my mind, what happens is I'm fighting with someone, you know, in my head. And I'm like, no, this is not what I want. So I started looking at the trees, feeling the wind and all that to let go. Um, there's a very important person, you know, super famous as well, Daniel Goldman. And he has a book called Emotional Intelligence, why it can matter more than IQ. So this book offers uh, insight 
into the importance of emotional intelligence and how it can be nurtured. So I do really recommend that you, if you don't want to buy the book, that's fine, but you can read uh, things from Daniel Goleman because you're going to be definitely in, enlightened into what emotional intelligence is. And it's something that a lot of us, a lot of us are lacking. So emotion and identification and labeling encourage us, you know, to identify and label our emotions accurately. Because more often than not, what happens is we're pissed, we're angry, we're upset or whatever. And the thing is, we don't really know how to label or identify these feelings. You just know that it's, it's a feeling that is making you feel uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, your line of patience decreased exponentially, you know? If, you know, 10 minutes ago, you were glass, you were like an empty glass, something happened that triggered you, but you don't know how to regulate it or you don't know how to manage it, you're going to be a, you know, the, you're going to be like a full cup. And the thing is, if you don't know how to identify that, what is, what is going to happen is something is going to provoke you and you're going to explode. And that's what we want to avoid. You know, if you're feeling something that is making your body feel uncomfortable, then there is something behind it. It's not only an emotion. It can also be something chemical, something that you ate. Could have been the amount of sugar that you had for lunch or that sugary drink that you had or too much salt or lack of nutrients, lack of sleep. There's just a bunch and bunch of things that are going to uh, trigger different kinds of emotions um, in our bodies. But if we're able to identify and label it, it's going to be easier for us to regulate that instead of having other things provoking us. So provided them uh, with a variety of emotion words and asking ourselves to describe how we feel in different situations. So the thing, because there is a big difference between how we feel angry towards, for example, a coworker and our partner. It can't be the same kind of anger. It has to be different. But the thing is, we don't know how to identify either or. And most likely or not, we're going to react similarly to one, uh, to both. Right. So practicing this is going to help us develop a nuanced understanding of our emotional experiences. And the thing is, you know, what Albert Einstein said it, uh, what, what, was, what was the phrase? You know, like trying the same thing over and over, expecting different results. You know, that's the definition of an idiot, right? So it's the same thing for emotions. You can be experiencing the same scenario over and over and over again, but you don't know how to regulate or label that emotion that you're experiencing. So what is going to happen? You're going to react the same way. So haven't you had in your life people saying, okay, this person, or have you heard people talking about other people being like, oh, this person is like that when this happens, you know? Yes, all of us have heard that. And yes, maybe some people are talking about, about you too. You know, like there's certain things that are going to trigger you. But how do you know that? Because <laughs> something that happened, we react usually the same way. And then the people who are 
high in emotional intelligence and self-awareness, people most likely are going to be like, I don't know how to read this person. This person always acts differently. This person, this, this person, that. So, you know, that's what uh, an emo a high emotional intelligence person might look to a lot of us. Okay, so let's start talking about the different techniques that a lot of you already want to uh, listen. There are a bunch of them, and we have spoken about this in the past, but we have a lot. Okay, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Ten and eleven. We have eleven different techniques that we would like to share with you. And to be honest, from all of these 11 ones, I have practiced more than half. And if you allow me, of course, I'm going to try and uh, share some of my personal experiences as well with some of them. Okay, so the first one is the one that we talked about is identifying emotions and labeling them. This is definitely going to help you, uh, you know, have a better understanding of your own experiences, of the way that you react and act uh, to certain things. The second one would be journaling. And we have spoken about this before. There are some people that are way better using the pen than their mouth. You know, some of us are good using our mouth. Some of us are really good at expressing our feelings using our mouth rather than our pen, right? But the, I've met a large amount of people. When they write, it's absolutely beautiful, you know? They can make their point across. They can make themselves um, be, like, understand understandable. Whereas when they speak, most of the times you're like, What? What did you say? And you really don't understand what they were trying to say. Journaling is something that can really work, you know? So incorporating journaling activities into your daily life, you know, it, that kind of routine is, can definitely uh, help you out. It will encourage you to write about your emotions, your experiences, and also reflections. So regular journaling will promote self-awareness and also introspection. So something different for me. I've tried this before, but journaling is not really my forte. So what I've done before, and this is something that you can do instead as well, and it actually has helped me, is video journaling. So instead of writing it, I'm going to record myself and talk about my day or talk about how I feel. And it really, really lets, lets, go, lets go of a lot of these uncomfortable feelings. But the thing is, I don't want to get rid of these feelings. So that's why I'm talking about. And these are the key words. It promotes self-awareness and introspection. Okay? These are the key words for journaling. It's not only just letting it go. It's understanding the emotion. And like I said before, let it hit you like a truck, you know? Let that strong feeling... You know, hit you like a truck. Feel it, you know. Embrace that feeling because it's yours. It's not but nobody else's. It's all, it's all yours. Another one. If you have, you know, a partner or a brother or a friend who you, who you truly 100% trust, you can do some sort of role-playing. 
And using this, use role-playing scenarios that involve emotional interactions. So this will help you practice recognize and responding to different emotions in a controlled environment. Improving, this will improve our empathy and communication skills. So I've done this in the past. And the thing is, if you're shy, there's always like drama clubs, you know, out there that you could go to. You will be giving a prompt and you will have to, you know, play the role, right? And then playing the role, each role will have a different kind of emotion. If you don't want to do this, then something that I suggest is doing it by yourself. Look some, look for something online, playing the role of, and then, you know, blah, 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 certain emotion, and you'll find the script more. You will find something that would let you do it. So do it again. Video record yourself. And, you know, it will let you understand how you're feeling, how you behave in that kind of scenario. And then you, once you become comfortable with it, you can mold it to whatever you want. Uh, next, we've spoken about this before as well, is mindfulness and breathing exercises. I've tried this in the past and sometimes it works. Especially when I'm breathing in from, from my chest, not my stomach. Uh, and then I, I hold it and I let go. I can feel that just stress leaving my shoulders and my back. It has worked before. So teach yourself simple mindfulness and breathing exercises. There are a bunch of them that you can find online. There's no need for me to, you know, tell you what works and what not. Uh, certain smartwatches have also follow these instructions, follow this. There are certain apps as well uh, for that. But these practices can help us become more attuned to our emotions and also reduce stress and enhance self-regulation. If you're a teacher, you're a parent with a bunch of kids and the kids are just like shouting everyone, you're like, ah, as a teacher, you've done it before. I'm sure you've done it before. And you go like, okay, everyone, too loud. I'm sure if you're a teacher, you've done it before. Uh, if you're a parent, you've used different kinds of words, of course, <laughs> uh, because you're at home. But we all have gone through that, right? And then we, that's when I mentioned, like, from uh, our cup being empty, it just immediately gets full. Our patient level, you know, basically vanishes and we just lose it. And that is going to happen, you know? Also, if it happens, there's nothing wrong with that. It happened. You're a human. We're not perfect. We're going to flip. We're going to be upset. We're going to be angry. We're going to say things that we're going to regret one day or another. You know, it will happen. But the thing is, like, don't make yourself feel hey, you're the worst human being in the world because most likely you are not. There's always someone worse than us and there's always someone better than us. Okay. Next. Emotion charades. So play a game of emotion charades where you can act out various emotions without using words. And then this is it's uh it's like a game, you know, you can use a family game, you can do it again uh if you have a partner or a friend or whatever, or friends, you can do this, you can suggest it. And you know, our peers guess the emotion being portrayed. So this activity will encourage nonverbal 
emotional expression and recognition. And the thing is, I've done this in the past with a group of friends, and this is a long time ago. But the funny thing was that the person doing the charade was getting extremely frustrated. And the thing is that all of us, were, we were kind of like making fun of this person because uh, it, it was pretty bad. <laughs> we couldn't really understand what uh, the person was doing. And the funny part was that then this person what what this person did was move from from emotion charades to role playing so we could better understand you know what this person was going through and i thought that was amazing it was was amazing you know this person was uh showing that you know self awareness skills self regulating skills and all of all of the all of these And it was amazing that this person was able to move from charade to role playing and then to mindfulness and, and, and breathing exercises to calm down. It was amazing. Next, we have, and this is something that is uh, one of my favorites because it can be done in various ways. So emotion-based art. So encourage, I would say engage in art activities that involve expressing emotions through drawings, paintings, sculptures, But only that, body movements, singing, uh, dancing, sports, you know, uh, etc. So art and moving and expressing yourself can serve as a powerful outlet for emotions in a way to communicate uh, complex feelings. So this is something that we can do and we can practice all the time. Because it's not that difficult. You know, take a shower and start singing. Let it go. Let it go. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm always singing that song. But I guess it's because I teach the little ones. Nonetheless, it's something that you can do almost all the time. You know, one more time, go to the toilet, go to the bathroom and do a little bit of a dance. You know, you can do the chicken. Dance it off. It's something that you can do anywhere uh, you know on in in your busy schedule it doesn't really matter we have well still a bunch of them to go okay we still we have storytelling so share stories or read books that feature characters dealing with different emotions so and also you can if you have kids or a partner or friends or whatever you can discuss discuss these stories with them And by doing this, you can help each other out, understand the emotional experiences of others and promoting empathy, right? You can even, you know, have set a date with your friend or your partner or whatever. And it's like, okay, today we're going to connect. We're going to talk about a certain time in your life where you were feeling this kind of emotion. And then you share each other stories. Remember to practice active listening over there. Okay. Uh, then we have collaborative problem solving. So you can pre you can present this to your partner, a friend, or whatever with scenarios that involve emotional conflicts or challenges. You can even say, "Hey, I have a question. How would you?" Blah blah blah. And then you can have your friend, your partner, your students, whatever, work together to brainstorm solutions that consider everyone's feelings and needs. It's not that difficult, right? This, like I told you before, 
everything is way easier than it seems. We just need to ask for it. We just need to do it. It's that simple. Reflection time. So let's or ask yourself that question. How many times have you really, really reflect reflect on something that you did, uh, you know, in the past or as a teacher, you know, you finished a class and you're like, wow, man, that class was bad or man, that class was amazing. You know, so try and dedicate a few minutes at the end of each day uh, for you to reflect on your emotional experiences during that day. Like I told you before, you know, focus on the emotional experiences for that day rather than focusing on people that triggered you in different ways. So you're going to the journal process or the reflection process here is talking about your emotional experiences. So this is going to help you recognize or help your students recognize patterns, triggers, and, and how we respond to different situations. And we have two more. And these two are basically what a, what a lot of successful people say. And what I mean about successful people, I'm talking about not YouTubers and all those. I'm talking about people who built something from from zero. You know, they had nothing and they worked every single day uh, to become the person that they are. And they're not focusing just on the money. They're focusing on, you know, uh, self being self rich rather than money, even though they're super wealthy. <laughs> OK, so these these two uh, random acts of kindness. So I would say, when was the last time that you did something random, like a random act of kindness? Well, when was the last time you showed this to anybody, to your partner, to your friends, to your family, to your mom, your dad, your students, whatever? Like, when was the last time that you actually did something kind? Um, so encourage yourself to perform random acts of kindness to like for their for your peers, teachers, family members, uh, people outside that you don't even know, you know, acts of kindness can definitely help develop empathy and positive relationships. And we're going to go with the last one. This last one, I think, is like one of the most difficult ones for all of us, which is the empathy walk. So take yourself on an empathy walk, you know, outside your building, outside of school, outside of your house, and ask yourself, or instead of ask yourself, sit down somewhere, maybe at a park, it would be the best, and observe people and their interactions. And then try to have a personal discussion about their emotions. What do you think they are thinking, you know, and what do you think they might be experiencing? Are they mad? Are they not mad? How are they handling this situation? And I've noticed when I've done this before, a long time ago, um, some people were laughing at the people that they were observing instead of trying to understand why were they doing what they were doing. So many of us, a lot of us, you know, we're very quick to judge. If someone is doing something out of place, that's a weird person. If somebody's wearing a different color than ours, 
That's a weird person. Uh, the way that they hold something, you know? They're a weird person. If they don't match whatever, like what they're wearing with the glasses or whatever, that's a weird person, you know? So the empathy walk is definitely one of the most difficult things that you can do. Because this time you're going to try and remove all kind of judgment that you have about your past experiences and try to see life from their side. So this is the end of this part. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much. I really, really appreciate every single time that I see that you're sending me messages and all that. So again, one more time. I didn't even say it, but we reached the 800 listeners. Thank you so, so much. I hope we're going to have we're going to keep having fun. But I think I'm going to take a long, long break maybe uh, towards the next three to four episodes until the beginning of next year. Okay, so thank you so much and see you next time. Hello and thank you again for another episode. So next part, we're going to be talking about the benefits and also the struggles of emotional intelligence. So if you're interested, stay tuned and come back next Wednesday. So see you next time. Goodbye.